0: Content warning y'all. We have lots of fun making this podcast, but remember we watch a lot of R-rated films, use language that reflects that, and joke about heavy topics to create levity around these themes. If that doesn't feel safe or could be triggering, please take care of yourself. We want you to have fun listening too. This also means we might not be suitable for children. Oh yeah, and we spoil the end of all the movies we pot about. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the closers, <laughs> a rewatch pod about <laughs> the police procedural, <laughs> The Closer, starring Kiersey Edgewick, J.K. Simmons, the Brat, and Chloe Sevigny. <laughs>
0: Did you say the brat?
1: I might have. I meant to say the brat.
0: I was gonna say that is
1: Lollapalooza canceled the baby. Thank you, so Oh
0: right, I was looking at my notes and I remembered. I, uh, we um. We watched a movie that I keep calling Weird Science. Yep. That is not Weird Science.
1: It's not. I I think that's forgivable. Yeah, I, I I lump <clears throat> those two movies together with another one called My Science Project, which I haven't brought up because I think it's probably pretty bad. Oh, yeah. But where it I,
0: sounds horrible.
1: A uh, high school student accidentally creates a portal. Right on. To, I, I can't remember if it's like time travel. I just remember that... It, one thing that happens is that dinosaurs come into our timeline. So
0: Jurassic but Park. But they all... Prequel to Jurassic Park. Yeah.
1: Or a post-school.
0: Post-school. Post-school. Pay post school Jurassic Park.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Detective Brandy Lee Johnson.
0: Has been a martyr. Murder. <laughs>
1: Uh, this movie, the one we're going to talk about is actually called Real Genius.
0: It's true. It is called
1: 1985?
0: Correct. The year I was born did. I got birthed that year, and then Keith was 10.
1: Yeah. And ironically, this was one of my birthday picks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was.
1: You I granted wish. me a very, you were very yeah. generous in letting me choose, what, three, four movies yeah. in a row?
0: Yeah. It was your birthday. This was the
1: only one that I uh, don't regret. <laughs> <laughs> well, it
0: was because we, I felt like you wanted to like watch them all during your birthday weekend. And yeah. we had watched like so many. And it <laughs> yeah. was like Sunday and you wanted to watch a movie and you were like, oh, I want to watch real genius. <laughs> I had to look
1: at my Looks notes. At notes. <laughs>
0: You're like, oh, I also want to watch Real Genius, and I was like, can we just like put it off for a week? And you were like, oh, sure.
1: And then we put off recording the episode (laughs) for a week as well.
0: What the fuck is wrong with us? Because I feel like every single a
1: lot of things happen. Okay, that's
0: true. Last weekend was pretty nutso.
1: Yeah. Also, yesterday was pretty nutso.
0: Yeah. What's that have to do with anything? Got in the way. What, though?
1: Recording this episode.
0: But we weren't. But what is it? I mean, it would still be a week.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I know. I'm right. And it hurts your feelings.
1: Correct. (laughs) You should never be right. It's a personal attack upon myself.
0: And your peatness.
1: Oh, I should look up who is in this movie besides Val Kilmer.
0: Val Kilmer and then that one kid that plays the main character who's not Val Kilmer.
1: Correct, um, and, and then, then, then then a girl,
0: a girl who is pretty hot, and, and there is an hot. adult. Uh, yeah, John Grice, is it? Yeah, he's uh, he's
1: yeah, Laszlo or whatever. Yeah, something. The guy who I said looked like, alternately, I said looked like Jay Maskis and uh, who else did I say? I don't know, but I promise he was real funny. <laughs>
0: My favorite thing is Keith will be like, oh, that looks like so-and-so-and-so-and-so. And I'll be like, I don't know who that is. This is my and favorite game. And then he'll show like... me the pictures, and I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Here. And I'll be like, oh, okay. Fun okay.
1: for no one. <laughs> but when you do know who I'm talking about, it is very satisfying. <laughs> if you agree.
0: I usually am like, I can see that. But I think they look like this person and that person. then you're like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah. I, it's a fun game for me. <laughs> Obviously. Okay, the other lead is uh, Gabriel Jarrett, who plays Mitch Taylor, our wunderkind. Michelle Mayrink, I don't know how to say that name, who plays Jordan. Mm -hmm. The sexy... Autistic and c- coded <laughs> love interest.
0: I think okay. I think it's fair to say this film is this film is about like teenage geniuses or whatever. Yeah. Which I'm not like saying like it's cool to perpetuate Teen the gene, myth of yes. of autistic savants. But like every single character in this is autistic coded. Yes. <laughs> Basically, they're all like we <laughs> we don't know how to fit into normal society, right. but we. May make friends with each other okay and i'm like oh hmm right hmm that doesn't feel uh either.
1: william atherton plays jerry hathaway the sort of antagonist uh the professor who's oh, that fucking guy yeah that fucking guy john grice we covered patty darbinville plays sherry Knight, who's just the weird
0: the weird character prop that tries character. to fuck all of them sort right of. Yeah. Like, she, like, with it's Hathaway implied then... that she's, like, going to hook up with Val Kilmer. Correct. She tries to screw the kid who's 15. Yeah. And then she ends up with John Grice, who's, like, what, 30 or something at the time?
1: Wait, they end up together?
0: Yeah, remember? No. At the end, like, Clearly. he pulls up in his oh, RV. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And he's like, oh, we're going to get married or something like that.
1: Like, uh, uh, Right, Ed Lauter is in this. The guy who kind of looks like Craig T. Nelson.
0: Oh right. There's we, the opening what sequence. It? What? I, re- uh, Craig T. Nelson and Richard Jenkins had a baby.
1: <laughs> right. The, in the opening sequence, where it's uh, the guy who's representing Hathaway meeting with some government types, and then they have to kill the one black character. Well,
0: oh yeah. Played
1: by Bo Billingsley. Okay. Directed by Martha Coolidge. Coolidge, excuse me. Story by Neil Israel and Pat Proft. Uh, oh, 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 am I supposed to still talk? The special effects guy gets named a lot in the trivia.
0: The uh, which makes sense. remember the shit I wrote this down and I was like, what the fuck am I talking about? And then I remembered. Remember at the beginning when they're like doing the like ah. video of the la- the ship mm-hmm. shoots the laser. The
1: crossbow project. There's no defense like a good offense.
0: Mission accomplished. Outstanding crossbow. Just like shooting ducks in a barrel. That ship looks like the Delta Flyer. Yeah, it does. It, it does. Looks like it... Delta Flyer that's gonna be a little a little project for me to put in the slide for the Instagram post <laughs> that no one will see
1: can you make it look like it it's a label on the side of the ship
0: <laughs> probably not I'm not or that put good the Photoshop.
1: whatever the oh they don't give it an nCC do they because they're it's a field yeah. commendation
0: correct or something I don't know
1: because they just build it out of shit <laughs> right like they don't They don't get it from Starfleet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they Uh, come up with it.
0: Yeah, and uh, this is my favorite thing about Voyager. Is that like they have like no like the first couple seasons they have like zero resources and they're like constantly about to run out of food and shit. Which like yeah, after a while that does get no. I don't do they. I don't know that they have dilithium. They have like the gel. They they have like the I
1: don't know biomimetic gel. yeah
0: biomimetic gel, (laughs) um, which. Yeah, whatever. Um, but they're all always constantly like about to run out of like energy and resources and shit, and they have like replicator rations and uh-huh. like, all the shit. Which, whatever. I understand that, that gets boring. I agree that that right. gets boring. But like, they're still just... sort of like doing that as the show yeah. goes. Yeah, yeah, But they magically have like enough resources to build another fucking <laughs> spaceship within the space From scratch. Yeah, and it's like. Oh, <laughs>
1: But what? also, meanwhile, like it's Neelix does has to do a lot of wheeling and dealing everywhere they go to get yeah, like and vegetables. He's
0: still like cooking.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, he's <laughs> like, oh, I made. He's a not pup. replicating.
0: Also, it, the fact that like, and I mean, like as I think Neelix was like when I was growing up, I was like, I fucking hate Neelix. And like as I get older, he's a lot less of an annoying character yeah, and more same. I I well I like Ethan Phillips I think Ethan Phillips oh, yeah. does a good job with what he's given but like the inconsistencies with Neelix are just like they abound um, the fact that he's like a chef but never has anyone said that they enjoy his cooking or that they want to eat his food to the contrary and they're, and they're just fact. like it's disgusting no one like and yet yeah, he's the chef I'm like right. that's not. No,
1: there's never been a two coup. Things,
0: two things about that. <laughs>
1: a kitchen coup.
0: Two things about that. When starring. you have no resources, if the only person that's cooking for you is the only person you don't want to eat the food of, that is going to create... That's going what, to lead to a riot. what oh, Waste. That's going to create yeah, right. waste. Yes. <laughs> like, there's no... Yep. Like, I what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Oh, anyway, whatever.
1: This has been Voyager's... <laughs>
0: Uh I have re-watch. watched all of Star Trek multiple times. And let me tell you who. Went. Oh really?
1: Have you watched Enterprise multiple times?
0: I have actually, unfortunately. I The I mean, animated series? Really? No, I've only seen bits of that once. But I've seen TNG
1: yeah, come at me, Voyager. Bro. I've seen all of Stargate multiple times. And uh, by multiple times I mean I've
0: seen once. Uh DS9, I've seen all those, like... Like, I've seen TNG and Voyager probably the most. Those are the most, like, bingeable. DS9 and the TOS probably are a close second. And then Enterprise. Because I always try to watch Enterprise, and then I'm just like...
1: Yeah, and then you're <sighs> hit in the face with how fucking boring it is.
0: It's just so boring. Like, that's the thing that's, like, really, really hard for me. It's it's less about the fact that it's not... Like, yeah, it's just like... the. Like, they mi- misunderstood, like how to make it. You wrote pre- a track pre- in ten pre-
1: minutes on this episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh they mis they misunderstood how to make it like a prequel and they thought like let's just not have anything interesting in it and it's (laughs) like that's not what a prequel like oh well we can't talk about like they yeah like there's so many things like they don't have like the prime directive and shit like that like that doesn't exist and instead of like having them fuck up or like showing why they the prime directive gets put into place or like how that process gets started they're just like let's not do anything crazy y'all well that's not exactly true
1: because Trip gets pregnant pregnant or whatever.
0: Yeah, but he gets pregnant. I mean, like that's something that would have like, but the way that it's done, that would have happened. Yeah. On any other show with the Prime Directive, like they didn't. It isn't done. Like he didn't mate with that person. Right. That person like accidentally got him pregnant because he didn't know. Right. And it's like that's something that literally has happened in multiple other Star Trek series that has fucking. Like the prime directive in it, so yeah,
1: no, agree.
0: Anyway, whatever. <coughs> so, <laughs> in the beginning, <laughs> remember they they have the the party. No, it's not a party. It's like when we meet the kid, Mitch. Mitch.
1: Hmm.
0: Mitch. Mitch. Um. <clears throat> when we meet him for the, <laughs> for the first time, he's like at that science fair or whatever, yeah. and they <laughs> I wrote down pink, blue and white balloons. Trans? Yeah. <laughs> 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 My notes for this if are You have to ask. There's so few. I have so few notes. Yep. And mm-hmm. so I don't know what to do about that. But um
1: it's okay. I'll take up the slack. It's fine. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I will <really laughs> in the middle once Mitch gets it cuz Mitch gets recruited. To go to this like school, I I was a little confused about yeah. certain things. Like, I know, what yeah. is it's, this it's school? It's like not a college. I mean, it might be a college, but like, I don't understand. It is. Yeah, like, it's there's supposed no, to be yeah
1: that level. It's college level,
0: right? It's college level, but it's like
1: <gasps> he's recruited out of high school before he's graduated. Right, he's right, right. He's 14 15. or 15, being the youngest student. Right, doesn't right. he beat out?
0: Well, he's not the youngest student to ever be recruited, but they said like. The, like, at the beginning, they say, like, the youngest student was 12, but he, like, caved under pressure and and.
1: Oh, left. right. And so that turns like, out to be Hollyfeld, doesn't it?
0: No. Does it? I don't know. Anyway. Because Hollyfeld, is... Whatever. Um, but I <laughs> once they get to school and, like, you're seeing, like... I think they have, like, a music montage of Mitch, like, going to class and, like, doing all this stuff. Uh-huh. And I was... <laughs> I was like, suddenly I'm not so different.
1: Yes. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that was perfect.
0: <laughs> that was like one of my favorite scenes in Adventure Bros. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so I didn't really because oh. I mean, this
0: is why I like it Adventure Bros, because he's like singing like how you know he gets to college and everyone's a freak like him and then <laughs> He's <laughs> like, suddenly, I'm not so different. Suddenly, uh, I'm not so all alone. <laughs> suddenly. And then he <laughs> opens his book to, like, actual schoolwork, and it's like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right.
0: <laughs> so accurate. <laughs> like, oh, I fit in here. Ooh, maybe not. <laughs>
1: right. Uh,
0: anyway. That's so like I don't it. know why
1: I didn't put this together, but the fictional school is called Pacific Tech. It's based on Caltech.
0: Oh.
1: In Pasadena, which also is uh JPL, the jet propulsion laboratory is attached to. A lot of a lot of science ends up in the military comes out of there and like oh, interesting. space stuff. Uh on Hubbard, presumably. I don't think he attended, but like
0: <laughs> but he Scientology,
1: <laughs> presumably came out of a bet that he made with some Cal <sighs> Tech people. But having lived in Pasadena, I got to see people like when I worked at the New Edge Bookstore. <clears throat> I got to see like fucking Kip Thorne was a guy who I recognized from like being on Nova. Mm -hmm. when I was growing up, which is PBS, you know, like, program about space. I think probably started by Carl Sagan. But, like, Carl Sagan was, like, these are all people that hung out at Caltech. and Anyway, so Kip Thorne came through the bookstore, as well as uh, this guy Gene Scott, who was, like, a TV, wacko TV preacher. Anyway.
0: So the dude from Dragnet?
1: Are you thinking of Pep Strebeck?
0: No, I'm thinking of uh, Christopher Plummer. Why? Because he was the crazy preacher from.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. Thanks. Probably. No, this guy would be on public access TV, and he'd just be like on a stage, sitting in a lawn chair, and then occasionally get up, and he'd have a marker board, and he would explain <laughs> the gospel to you.
0: Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah!
1: It was kinda great. Yeah. But he came through one time with his people and bought a bunch, a fuck ton of used books.
0: I probably I probably saw his stuff on some sort of Christian.
1: Maybe. Thing. He's very uh LA based, I think. So
0: yeah, but I mean things get syndicated. But also there was like a videotape that um sorry, there was a videotape I make it no. There was like this. I don't, I don't remember how, I mean, it was on VHS. Fact Um, check. But I don't remember, like, my parents borrowed it from someone or they were, it was just some guy with a fucking, you know, Mm -hmm. board, whiteboard talking about like how the Bible translates into like modern which it was kind of interesting i like stuff like this because i think it's really interesting to hypothesize i think it's interesting in a creative writing sense Uh not necessarily in a this is where i'm going to hinge all of my beliefs kind of sense but like basically talking about like You know, the Bible talks about XYZ, which matches up with, you know, stories of the Loch Ness Monster and stuff like that. So, stuff like that, which I think is really interesting. I like stuff like that, but I like it because, in my opinion, it does imply that the Bible is... A fable. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, like, here's how long stories of the Loch Ness Monster have existed. You can look at the Bible and you can compare it to, like, modern stories. Whereas, you know, for some... I don't know why someone would be like, oh, the Loch Ness Monster must be a real god creature because the Bible says something about a creature that can match up. Right. Like, it's like, what is that? No, that's that's like... Proof that, anyway, whatever. But, yeah.
1: Folktales. Woo. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ha! Yes. Uh, I also learned from IMDb Trivia mm-hmm. that most of the hijinks that are depicted in this film are based on real things that happened at uh, high-intensity Oh, STEM-type colleges. So Cambridge, MIT, and Caltech. Wow. Like, the shit with the... They put the guy's car in his dorm room actually happened. (laughs) The, uh... Early on when he gets to the school and they have... Everything's got... There's ice on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens every year at Caltech, apparently.
0: (laughs) What? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Those are reasons why, um... Other than the fact that I would never um, <coughs> be even considered for something like that, those are reasons why I wouldn't want to go to those kinds of schools, men. like that kind of. Well, men, yes, but I mean, like, it's very.
1: <laughs> pubescent men.
0: <laughs> it's very, hijinks are stressful to me like that. Uh-huh. Like that yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of thing is is very much.
1: <laughs> well, and that's why our, our our love interest, she doesn't she. Kind of participates, but she's got her own agenda. Oh, for everything. right! She
0: does everything herself. She just yeah, does yeah. her own stuff. She's like, I don't care about this stuff, but I made this. Right.
1: <laughs> so, roughly, the premise is about our our Wonderkin's Mitch goes to college because he's a he's good with lasers. Val Kilmer plays the previous head honcho of the Laser Project at Pacific Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy Hathaway is. It's unclear how he's a professor. Mm-hmm. I guess Val Kilmer's in his class. He threatens to flunk him, and he needs that. You know, it's it's a threat I can't relate to, but like, you know, it's going to affect his career if he doesn't. I think yeah. he won't be able to graduate or something. Yeah, he yeah.
0: He he's going to keep him from graduating if he doesn't. Yeah,
1: and the point being, like, the Hathaway has maneuvered. That once they figure out this tech, this experiment they've been working on mm-hmm. about like a new high-powered laser, he's going to sell it to the military. So he's pushing these kids to hurry up and fix the problem or right, whatever right. with the laser.
0: I thought it was, I think, like, I don't have many notes on this because I think I felt like, I mean, I it was like a movie that I was not really picking apart that much, Uh you know? And it was just like, I'm not saying it wasn't like super, super believable in the sense of, you know, a bunch of kids without any seemingly any supervision, um, being able to get any real work done. (laughs) You know, that seems a little bit, I'm not to say that kids can't do stuff, but like a whole school full of youths Uh getting, um, (coughs) their work done when there's no authority figures around seems weird because who's there to give them well what the authority to figures
1: do. are in the classroom which you don't see
0: except for when you see the classroom and there's no authority figures in there because right. they eventually just dip out and they also don't make the kids do anything
1: yeah no i just... get you. so I it's get like your point. that was
0: like the thing where i was like what but i'm that's just the like a critique that's not really a critique that's just a, you know like okay haha whatever um but I thought it was, like, an interesting – like, I think it's an interesting, like and, – and I don't think it's unbelievable for, like, you – like, for, like, the military or whatever uh-huh. to basically get kids to solve a problem oh, for yeah. them. And for them to think that it's for a grade. You know, like you won't graduate yeah. unless you finish this project, but the project happens to be something that's going to, you know, fuck up a lot of things yeah. for a lot of people. I thought I was like, oh wow, and so it was like not unbelievable in that sense. Like for being like, I mean, now a I feel like 1985, like yeah. kids' movie yeah. sort of. I was like, oh, this is not that shocking. Or I mean, not that you know, what I mean? it's not that like um fantastical i guess as well yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: did we did we say why you picked this you said it was for your birthday but you i don't know if yeah. you um, said like what I it was i had fond
1: memories of it mm-hmm. i don't remember how or when i first saw it but mm-hmm. having <laughs> i know i saw it after i knew Val Kilmer was in, like, Top Secret in, like, in the 80s. He was doing, as a young actor, he was doing a lot of comedies. Yeah. Or not a lot, but. Right, right, That he could yeah. do, he could be a comedic lead. Right. Which I endeared me to him. Yeah. So I remembered that about it. Mm-hmm. I must have watched it, I don't know, within the last 15 years again. Because uh, I also re- remember the end. The ending, which is unusual for me.
0: Oh, that is unusual for you. <laughs> um,
1: and, and because it's like us, st- you know, the kids stick it to the man kind of thing, I'm like, oh, I want to rewatch this to see if it...
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I remember really enjoying it, and I wanted to see if it held up. And it surpassed my expectations, actually. Yeah. I was worried that there was going to be... I remember that there was, like, some ridiculous dick jokes.
0: Oh, man. Those... Though, they weren't as, <laughs> as... It was really... <laughs> I... Th- Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I was I, I don't want to say I was impressed by those because that's not really what I mean. But I I appreciated the fact that like all of the dick jokes, like it was all Val Kilmer being like like joking yeah. around and him being like, Oh, sorry, that's just me like having trouble like in a social setting. Or like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. just like having yeah. like I and he's just like addressing it like, Oh, by the way, that's me, like I'm making these jokes because I am trying to, you know, like I'm uncomfortable in such and such situation so that's my way of like you know like making it about something yeah. else or like i don't you know i don't know like he and i'm not saying like so it was totally chill i don't mean it but like
1: well i also feel like it's unclear unclear whether that's actually the case for him or if he's just saying that you know what i mean
0: well even if he is just saying it <laughs> it still is more than what you get
1: yeah from most
0: from even movies now. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, you know, he's he's doing that and then he's just like, "Oh, that's just me being mm-hmm. I'm just being a goof," yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, "Oh, I'm I'm purposely trying to make other people uncomfortable because I'm uncomfortable." And it's uh-huh. like, "Oh, yeah. Okay. That's Yeah, yeah you're right. And, and I'm not saying like that excuses it."
1: Right. It's still sexist right. and it's gross. Right. It's still like,
0: "Oh, okay. That's weird," but like it's also like I mean, you know, my only issue with it, obviously, is like, you know, we've talked about this in the past, like, you know, when people are aware of their shit and do nothing to fix it, you know, that's still the issue. But in in a sense, it's like, right, because he has no one to... Yeah. He has no one around him. He's also,
1: who. in theory, like 21 or something.
0: Right. Well, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. He has no one. He has no authority figure around him that is an example of. Yeah. How no role not models. To be this way. Yeah. Right. So he's <laughs> simply saying, yeah, this is just me being a dick. Yeah, because that's how I'm. That's how I deal with yeah. feeling awkward. It's also and it's like that's that's more uh-huh. work than anyone is doing. Anyone else around him is doing. <laughs> you know, like right. just recognizing that adults. is more work than anyone else yeah. is doing. So, like, I was like, oh, okay. I I kind of appreciate right. these this sort of like in inserting because I felt like it seemed almost un unre- un like. I don't think his character would be very likable if he didn't have that. Like, if he was just, like, making dick jokes or whatever, it's like, ugh, who cares? Like, why are you here? You don't take anything seriously. And him addressing it is, like, being like, yeah, okay, I don't really know how to fix this.
1: (laughs) I think it works for a couple of ways. One is that it's Val Kilmer and that he's kind of charming. And the character he's playing is someone who is treated like, you know, like a celebrity or right as a very young person right yeah. so it's a little bit that awkwardness of having all that attention when it's yeah. not really mm-hmm.
0: right I'm, warranted necessarily yeah well yeah. it's
1: it, but it's the kind of attention that's very superficial it's like yeah. not actually about them
0: correct it's yeah, kind yeah, of
1: fetishizing yeah. or whatever right so it like and that makes sense for a young actor who's good looking and a good actor you know like probably mirrors some things in his life at the time. I wrote down... (laughs) We'll see with the new documentary.
0: Oh, I know. All Brains, No Penis is one that (laughs) he says. I don't know who he says that about, if it's himself or someone else, but that's really funny.
1: Yeah, so uh, my main concern, you know, uh, about wanting to rewatch it was like, oh, it's an early mid-80s. Right. Goofy college comedy. Right. I remember there's dick jokes. Are there going to be like bare titties for no reason and a lot of sexist right. exploitation. Yeah. There's definitely mild versions of that. There's not nudity that I remember. I don't think so. So yeah. kudos there. I not
0: write that down, so.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Usually I'm just like, right. titties.
1: <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, that's one of the things we agree upon.
0: <laughs> titties.
1: Um, and, and of course, I'm not saying it's perfect, but it does avoid a lot of those pitfalls that you would get from the era you know, it doesn't do a Revenge of the Nerds,
0: right? Where yeah, there's yeah, like
1: yeah. full-on peeping and, or, and like, non-consensual yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> It's not a Porkies, you know that kind of right, shit, right? Or Animal House, you know. Also, like, I
0: kind of liked when like Mitch was like, "Oh, I like him," and oh God, what's the girl's name? Which one? The one that he's like into or whatever. Jordan. Jordan. Okay, when Mitch goes into Jordan's room and. He's like, oh, a girl came into my room. I, d- I just came back from helping
1: Chris, and there was a woman in my room. Pardon? A woman. You know, she was... an adult.
0: Oh.
1: Well, she wanted... She wanted to...
0: Oh, God, how can I say this is not to offend you? Jump you? Yeah. You made it with her? No, 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 that's what was unbelievable. Pardon? It's true, I stopped her. I, I told her I didn't want to. Why? Because I really did want to. Huh?
1: I wanted to, but not with her.
0: Oh. Oh. And it was like this thing where, like, you know, she was definitely, like, jealous. And, yeah. like was like, I don't really want to hear about you hooking up with someone else. But she was just like, okay, you hooked up with someone because they came into your room and, you know. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that's also something that, like, I I always like whenever there's that thing where, like, someone can say, because I don't think it's realistic, you know, even if you are, like, in an open relationship or whatever, like, I don't think it's realistic to pretend like you wouldn't have any sort of feelings Yes, if someone hooked up with someone else because it's not realistic, Um. And it's not. I don't think it's fair to pretend as though people wouldn't have any sort of feelings about it. Right. But to not paint it as your villain, like they're not together. They they haven't like made out. They haven't done anything. They just this is the turning point. Right. And he's like, oh, a girl came into my room, um, and kissed me. And she's like, okay, so that's something that happened. And you know, I don't necessarily need to hear about it. Right. But I, you know. Thanks for letting me know, or whatever right. you know. And it's just like not that, like, oh, you're a jerk. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Went, you know, it's there's no one was villainized in that. Yeah. The only thing that was I, weird about it to me was that the woman was like fucking thirty, and he's fifteen, and I'm like, what's going? What? Yeah. Why? Uh, yeah. That's always a confusing... that character.
1: That character is problematic. <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah, but I'm always like very confused whenever like yeah. something like that happens, and you're like, is it? No one else. Yep. Okay, cool. Mm, okay. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. I don't no, understand. That, that scene between the Jordan and Mitch, uh, definitely one I appreciate a lot more right. later in life than mm-hmm. earlier viewings. Right, like, right. It's really t- sweet and charming It is. In a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In an unexpected way. Yeah, kind yeah, of.
0: yeah. Because he, cause like, he stumbles on his words and he says stuff yeah. wrong, but she's not like... You're, you know, like, fuck you. Like, it's over. Like, there's no, like, yeah. Now you know... it would
1: be used for dramatic tension. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And it's just like, or, not necessarily I, now. It's just... her being like, I don't know what you really what do you need from here? me. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, can you, like, not necessarily tell yeah. me about, like, you sleeping with someone else? Cause that's not really, like, that feels weird for me. Um. So, yeah, that was, yeah. I don't know.
1: Their relationship like... is, is cute and charming. Yeah. And I like that. I mean, the actor does really well when what, with what she's given, which is not a whole yeah. lot of character, but I think she does really well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I like that their sort of love story or whatever doesn't take up a whole lot of space. No, you know, it's not yeah. a real, it's not a driving force, really. It's kind of background. Right.
0: It, yeah, it's not like the... It's not yeah. what motivates
1: him Correct. to do. It's not his
0: motivation. Choices. She's like essentially her own character. She exists at yeah. the school. Right. Not just to. And like her inventions help them, you know, oh, just yeah, as completely. much as everyone. Like, you know, right. everyone had like she is an independent character that like if that scene didn't exist, mm-hmm. she could be switched out with a guy.
1: And right. it wouldn't necessarily, right,
0: right. you know, or even if that obviously if that scene did exist, I just mean like if there wasn't a sexual motivation yeah, involved yeah. if it was um, like she could exist as a male character that totally. you know yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: so so I, that's something that was yeah it's like i think that's what i was like kind of
1: like it's more it takes up more space uh Mitch's obsession with hollyfield and trying yeah. to figure out
0: yes yeah
1: and i love that whole subplot yeah <laughs> anyway i really like this movie
0: the when oh god what's val kilmer's character's name whatever val well, kilmer he goes night he goes to the party night maybe <laughs> he, oh maybe that is it. he goes to the party that the guy is throwing or whatever he goes to the guy's house hathaway's yeah hathaway i don't remember anyone's name
1: ever <clears throat> hathaway camp
0: <laughs> and he goes to his house and he, like this girl is there and he's trying to flirt with her by talking about something. I don't know. He's, he's you know, being in his normal ass self. Yeah. Um,
1: normal ass self.
0: And she says, Can you hammer a six-inch spike through a board with your penis? Not right now. A girl's got to have her standards. And he's just like, Oh my God. You're amazing. And then the next time you see her is when she's hooking up with Hathaway.
1: Yeah, she comes <laughs>
0: And I'm just like, what is happening? It was very Well, confusing. I think wasn't it
1: already implied that they were
0: No. Cause he walks in <clears throat> and she's there and she's like one of the like I think she's like uh um, Ed right? Louder's daughter. I think she's supposed to be his oh, daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like she's at the party with him and like
1: Val yeah. Kilmer's
0: like oh if you want to and they're like very clearly like flirting back and forth and then the next time Val Kilmer shows up she's in bed with Hathaway
1: which I guess means he passed that test Hathaway did
0: yeah oh.
1: <laughs> I didn't think about that that's, that's or, how I read that
0: yeah that's fair that's fair. Um. yeah but it it's like also like she's really young and Hathaway's not and like I was like, "What?" Plus, she has like a little meltdown. Remember? Yeah. Like when they leave, she just starts screaming. What well, and it's like when... stomping through the house or something? And I'm like, what? not it later? No. Isn't
1: when she... the next scene we see her and she's upstairs?
0: And... I mean, that's what. That's when he comes in and like he sees Hathaway and she or like she comes down. It's something. Yeah. Like, it's visible. It's It's earth. not
1: at the party, though, is what I'm no, saying. No, no, it's no. after that.
0: Yes, it's after that. That's what I'm saying. When she hooks up with... Yeah. When we find out she's hooking up with Hathaway, like, he leaves with Val Kilmer or something, yeah. and then she just starts having a fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. little meltdown. I don't, don't know. Like,
1: blue balls, I guess.
0: I don't... Yeah, I'm like, what is it... Cu- what? It's yeah. very confusing.
1: It is. So, <laughs> just to spoil the end or get to the... <laughs> wrap up the plot. It's fairly simplistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's... <laughs> um, the kids figure out what's going on and they decide to sort of sabotage. They finally get a working laser
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it's gonna, it's being loaded onto a aircraft that the military is going to do a test run of mm-hmm. it. They figure out they get somebody onto the plane, two people maybe, <coughs> to hack the targeting system so it doesn't actually shoot where they target, and they target Hathaway's house.
0: Where they at Where they have
1: rigged it with popcorn.
0: No, they have rigged it with popcorn kernels. Yes. That will pop. Yes.
1: Because of the, the high laser? heat of the laser. But apparently this was this <coughs> such an elaborate. Yes thing
0: they had to like the i the trivia said that like um according to like the kid that played Mitch yeah um they had to like coat the pop to make it like last or something like that i can't remember uh they had to coat the popcorn with it it was a, fire retardant ah uh, fire retardant uh they had to coat it with a chemical right um and then they had to work really hard to get cuz it was like Partially outdoors. They had to, like, really. They had, like, a lot of trouble making sure birds didn't eat it right. because it would kill them. And it took them three fucking months to pop the amount of popcorn they needed for that scene. Three months. Despite having a, like, room and popcorn machine. Like, they had, like, a popcorn machine solely dedicated to popping popcorn. It still took them three fucking months.
1: Slight correction. It was William Atherton who played Hathaway who. Oh, in a twenty ten interview with a v club Lily, said the I thing about the fire retardant.
0: i don't i s i read i swear to god i'm sh- I'm not saying that you're wrong about that. I'm saying like at the time I read it, I was like, oh, the kid that played mitch don't know why that's insane,
1: yeah, so they built a house <laughs> for this, like yeah. the house that's yeah. supposed to be Hathaway's that's, new house Hath- that's believable the quote popcorn trick. Sequence began with the construction of a full-size Victorian frame house not far from LA. Within the house, special effects coordinator Phil Corey and his crew devised an elaborate network of conveyor belts, hydraulic lifts, air blowers, and vacuum hoses which would, on cue, turn 190,000 pounds of popcorn into a hot buttered tornado (laughs) blowing out the windows, doors, and roof of the structure. To film the Carmel Carnage. Oh, no. Director <laughs> Martha Coolidge positioned five cameras around the building in classic anytime you're ready, CB tradition. <sighs> what? I don't know. All I could come up with is that a reference to Cecil B. DeMille? I
0: don't Oh, I wouldn't know.
1: Nor I. Including one camera on a 300-foot crane. At the Hollywood Center Studios, a two-level set was also constructed. On one level was built the interior of the mansion. Decorated in the, in the kind of eclectic, expensive kitsch a phony like Jerry Hathaway might fancy, the lower level contained a vast 20 by 20 by 20 foot storage tank to hold the popcorn until required. With Rube Goldberg ingenuity, the crew built six air poppers, each 10 feet high, capable of popping 2,400 pounds of corn an hour. Made of sheet metal and heated by propane gas, the poppers fed the tank through the pressure of the popping corn itself and a system of air blowers. The conveyor belt and other set of blowers then swirled the popcorn up through the floor to inundate the set in confectionery debris to a height of 20 feet. Producer Brian Grazer explained, to put it as simply as possible, the entire set was one enormous popcorn popper. Oh that God. still, however, was not enough. When more pop- popcorn was needed to complete the deluge, the Lapidus Popcorn Company of Los Angeles, California, pitched in an additional 90,000 cubic feet.
0: Good God.
1: Grazer added, quote, We eventually used enough popcorn to feed 720,000 moviegoers, each eating the largest tub sold at theaters. At retail, the cost would have been about one million, one million eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> but since we are among the world's largest consumers of popcorn, if only about five minutes, if only for about five minutes, we received a substantial discount. What? I don't get it. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But uh, also apparently, Coolidge, the director, and. In- some of the I don't know producers maybe hmm? spent several weeks hanging out at Caltech as like and cool. visiting lab laser labs that's cool. for homework.
0: God, I feel such nostalgia when I watch this stuff. Just I feel like I know I hate I hate being that person. I hate when people are like, "I was born in the wrong time." Yeah, because that's not really what I mean. No. But I just feel like I missed out <laughs> on a lot. Yeah,
1: I wanted, I discovered, <sighs> I want a word for, it's not nostalgia because I didn't live through it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like nostalgia for something that you missed, which is what you're describing.
0: <sighs> there's there's a term.
1: I'm sure oh, there's God. a word there's in German.
0: A, well, <laughs> there's a term for it. I think I watched a video about uh, Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. That was talking about, how adventure time is set in the future. Right. But it gives people a sense of like false nostalgia over something that they missed, but it's right. It they didn't miss anything. Right. Because it never existed. Um, so like people get really attached to it because they associate it with something that doesn't actually exist that they missed out on mm-hmm. or that they missed or something. Yeah. Um. So I don't remember if there was a specific term or if it's just like false nostalgia or like,
1: well, it does. I mean,
0: I mean, I don't know if there's a specific term for what you're just uh, describing yeah. or if it's just referred to as like, you know, false nostalgia or something like that or like,
1: right. I'm Yeah. I'm sure there's, I'm sure someone's coined something probably. Yeah. The picture I, time though has a very childlike you
0: know oh yeah 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 but it's done It's it's, but it was saying like the reason why people get so attached to it is because of that nostalgia that it gives you for something that was never there and that that was kind of not like the trick of why it it was basically talking about why adventure time makes you feel so sad when you watch it Uh, okay yeah um Which is a thing. Like, I have a lot of (coughs) trouble sometimes. Like, I love Adventure Time. It's one of my favorite shows. But, like, especially, like, as, like, I think season, like, five or six. Basically, once Finn is, like, Mm 16-ish, like, 15 or 16, the show wrecks me. And Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to watch it. I mean, granted, it was, like, a, you know, a difficult time in my life, too. But, like, while that was happening. Right. Like, while that show, that period of the show was happening as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um. But, yeah, I was, like, watching. I'm, like, oh. Like, it was sometimes, like, if I watched it, like, before bed, I would be so, I would feel, like,
1: <laughs> devastated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm, like, oh, my God, I can't. Like, this is so yeah. hard. Um. So, I was, like, oh, interesting. It's because it's, it's because, like, it tricks your brain into thinking, like, oh, I missed this. But it, it's not. Whatever it is isn't there, so you're yeah. like, uh, what? Yeah, I I don't
1: know. Yeah, no, 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 that's very interesting to me.
0: I forgot about this part. Yeah, but Kent, right? That was his name, Kent. Uh, oh yes. When they when they show his room finally. Oh
1: god, we haven't even talked about Kent.
0: And it's just like handprints of like doo-doo or something all over the walls and I don't know like and it basically well I mean it's just like maybe black paint or something but like his room doesn't like he it's just like smeared all over the walls and then they basically imply that he's constantly masturbating and so I was just like very like what are they trying to imply that he's like it was so gross. Like that was probably the grossest part to me. Like Kent's room being like, just like handprints all over, smeared.
1: Yeah, isn't there a reference when, because they.
0: They make, they pretend that they're, they install like a device in his mouth to make his braces <laughs> like right. a radio. They can send him
1: radio signals so they yeah, poop, so fuck they, with him. They and
0: talk to him as though they're God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Kent What? I'm talking to you, Kent. What is this? I said I'm talking to you. No. Yeah. Well I'm not as not asleep. Must be overworked. You're not overworked, Kent. Well I'm not insane. Where am I? That remains to be seen, Kent.
0: But we are having a conversation. Okay, who is this?
1: This is Jesus, Kent.
0: And you've been a very
1: naughty boy.
0: And then they tell him that he's not allowed to masturbate. Right. And then they're like, you've been, you've been touching yourself, haven't you? And he's like, No. Yes, and oh my god, I'm like, oh, what the fuck! It's so that that whole sequence was. I was like, what oh, I, the yeah, fuck? Yeah. This is Kent
1: crazy. is a great character, a great.
0: He's a great villain.
1: Yes, played by Robert Prescott.
0: Yeah, he was a great villain.
1: I realize, and they fuck with him real good. Oof. He wears the shit out of some turtlenecks.
0: Dickies, I think you mean. Oh, that's right. I remember, because I was like, that's a dicky, right? And you're like, no, no. A dicky is just the turtleneck and like a little bit of shirt and nothing else. And I was like, literally, that's what he's wearing. And you were like, no, he wasn't. And then like the next scene, yeah. like, you were like, oh, my God. I was like, I told you.
1: Uh, totally busted. <laughs> I totally fell for it. <laughs> that dicky tricked me.
0: Why do they call him dickies, though?
1: Who am I? Bo Brimble? Hugo Boss? uh, Zing. Um,
0: Would you recommend this film
1: wholeheartedly? Yeah, if you want some 80s, yeah, fun, this is great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not perfect, but uh, like I said earlier, it I think it really works. Yeah, it avoids a lot of the pitfalls of yeah, yeah, yeah. movies of the day.
0: I think it's, I think if you want like a fun 80s movie, definitely like, it's just, you know, it's not like an overly complicated plot. I mean, like, yeah, it's got some like, it's not a perfect film, but I think it's got like, it doesn't have an overly complicated plot. It doesn't have like constant transphobia. There's no, I don't think there's any real rape jokes or like implied non-consent. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's just like not in it <laughs> right. that is in a lot of 80s. And you're like,
1: oh, this is not that hard to yeah, just exactly. leave it out. Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely if you, if you want an 80s, uh, a fun 80s movie that's not going to trigger your fight or flight, you might want to <laughs> <laughs> maybe check this one out.
1: Also, it's fucking anti-the-man, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, I want to n- note the. I feel like
0: it's anti-military too.
1: Well, that's what I mean. Well, by the yeah, man. yeah, 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 but yeah. I just specifically, mean like it's, it's, yeah, it's
0: anti authoritarian It's sort of anti-authoritarian, but it's like specifically about the military. Yes. They're like, yes. we have been tricked into providing yeah. weapons for the military, yeah. and we're not going to stand for right. that. And that's like pretty, especially for the eighties.
1: Yeah, two no, y- two years before. Time. Well, and as I mentioned in the trivia, tribute- <laughs> thank you. One year.
0: <laughs> no, eighty-six. Two. Oh, what? I thought it was 87. What the fucking shit?
1: Yeah. Top Gun. This, what a transformation between Chris Knight to I know. Iceman.
0: Oh, God.
1: Oh, yeah. I wrote down some trivia here. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Of my own. Val Kilmer says, this is not good in, in Real Genius. Maverick says, this is not good. This is not good in Top Gun, which stars Val Kilmer as well. <laughs>
0: Um. before you continue, I just want to say this quote because yeah. I think it's really funny. I think at the beginning, someone says, um, I think it might be Val Kil- I can't remember who says that. I don't know why. I'm trying to guess. <laughs> someone says, it's like ducks in a barrel.
1: <laughs> Was that this movie?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's nope. right. That's not the no, phrase. No,
0: That's not it. That's I, during, I,
1: I... That's during the, presen- the military presentation at the beginning, isn't
0: oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> which one of them says it. But, yeah, they're like, it's like shooting ducks in a barrel. And I'm like, that's not. Okay.
1: Uh...
0: <sighs> <laughs> Trying to read your own handwriting? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, anyway, at some point, Chris McKnight says, ice is good. His call sign, Val Kilmer's call sign in Top Gun, it's Iceman. Uh, No, I wanted to bring up the scene where Mitch is freaking out and calls home. He was like, I want to come home. I can't do this. Yeah. And he's crying. Yeah. And because Kent has been scorned. Buy Hathaway and put Mitch right. in charge of the project he was formerly like in charge of Immediately,
0: like Mitch didn't prove himself or anything. Yeah, he no. just like comes for day one, he's yeah, yeah. like, can't buy your out uh, of his-
1: Kent is trying to decides he's gonna record this conversation mm-hmm. and then the next day he broadcasts it over the PA. Mm-hmm. Um and of course everybody's laughing. And, right. But what I like about it is it shows Mitch being vulnerable. Uh, thanks to toxic masculinity, he gets punished for it, but then Kent gets punished yeah. harder.
0: But by, also, oh, sorry. Yeah.
1: By Mitch and right, Chris.
0: Right. In a non emasculating way.
1: Right. They put his car in his, yeah. <laughs> in his room.
0: Yeah. But also, I want to say about that is that, like, Mitch is upset that it happens, and then Val Kilmer's like, but you can't leave. Right. You know, and he's not like, like, Val Kimmer is not phased by the fact that, like, Mitch was upset or crying or, yeah. like, you know, all of that stuff. No one seems right. – like, Mitch seems to be the only one that's upset by it, which is rightfully so. Like, sure. his privacy was invaded. Sure. But, like, it doesn't – like, Kent is the one that finds it so funny that yeah. this is being broadcast. He's the one that thinks this is – like, right. he's the one that seems to be enjoying it the most. And it's very clear that he's just being really mean – but, like, th- something – I guess something that I enjoyed was, like, that Val Kilmer's character was yep. not saying, like
1: – You got a man up.
0: Yeah. He wasn't – I mean, he might have said that at some point, but, like, not not in the sense of, like, not when Mitch was upset. Yeah, him. right. Like, he wasn't saying – Well, that it's already was,
1: been established that people burn out from this.
0: Correct. And, and he, he then gives him advice on how not to – he's constantly saying, here's how not to burn out. Yeah, you got to – He's not – and it's never – It's never, like, you know, put yourself on. He's, like, you have to, like, have fun. And you have to be, you know. Yeah, that was another thing I noticed.
1: That it avoids another trope about the nerd prude. Like, Mitch gets there and he's overwhelmed. And he's trying to do his best. He wants to succeed and Mm -hmm. stay on the straight and narrow. But, and, like, he's kind of annoyed by Chris Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're roommates. And... He's kind of just fucking off at this point in his right. academic career, right, right. Um, but as you said, he's like, "Yeah, I figured out this is what I have to do to not go right. crazy." Right. And when he first they first talk about Laszlo, mm-hmm. Holyfeld or whatever his name is, <laughs> uh, he's like, "Yeah, he was top of the game until he found out his work was being used for military purposes." Then he yeah checked out
0: yeah
1: and now he lives in the steam tunnels under
0: (laughs) Mitch I was just like you my mother used to dress me in white shirts and hush puppies and made me carry a briefcase guaranteeing that a girl would never talk to me and when I first came here for three years I studied all the time you yeah and then one night i sitting in this chair right here I had a vision what Ollifeld the guy in the closet Laszlo Hollyfeld, And I followed him into the closet, down into the steam tunnels. And there, I saw the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. What? Hollyfeld in his pajamas. So? So? I talked to him. You did? Yeah. And he used to be the number one stud around here in the 70s.
1: Smarter than you and me put together. Well, So what happened? Did he crack?
0: Yes, Mitch, he cracked severely.
1: Why? He loved his work. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, but that's all he did. <laughs> oh, and by the way, speaking of the thing where he enters the Frito-Lay contest.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, that's based on a true story.
1: Yeah, nineteen seventy four 1974, three Caltech students entered a McDonald's sweepstakes. Yeah. And t- together, their entries entered one-fifth of the total entries. And they ended up winning like $3,000 cash almost two thousand dollars worth of <laughs> McDonald's gift certificates and a station wagon <laughs>
0: that's amazing yeah we had a station wagon as a lucky when I was well brag. It, was, it was like no it wasn't like new or anything it was like one of the like I don't, care. I don't know how my parents got a hold of it but here's a here's the strange thing it was like the back was carpeted like uh-huh. like carpet like yeah, yeah. not like car carpet, like house carpet. No, I get you. Yeah, but they might not.
1: Oh, sorry.
0: Thanks. Anyway.
1: And by the, you mean the way back? Yeah. Behind the back, the final row of seats? Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. And (laughs) covered on that way back was like, uh, like not covered, that makes it sound like something that's not, but like in, like basically like you could tell where like, you know, someone maybe swept it out and, like, missed a bunch. Okay. There was sand and seashells. Oh, So, somehow...
1: Was this car dredged from the...
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, how the from fuck? The and it was just, like... It wasn't, like, just in, like, little tiny spot. It was, like, all over the carpet of this car.
1: Maybe somebody got pranked a la, you right. know, like, in... Uh,
0: I'm like to well, do... You... Back
1: to the Future, among other movies. you right. Know, when...
0: Like, did you... Biff gets <laughs>
1: that truckload of shit dumped on him.
0: He's just, like, spits Wait, it out. Wait, isn't there
1: something in uh, Mystic Pizza, too?
0: Yeah, she dumps, um, like, clams or something. She dumps, like, seafood Chum. in the back of his car.
1: Good stuff. I didn't see it happen, but presumably my former roommates... Roommates, who were a couple, always a good situation. Uh, during a, a, a spat... Um, she took the hose and just put it into his car and turned it on. Oh, the hose, not the car. <laughs> um, ma 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 ma. <laughs> oh, speaking of carpeted cars, uh, there was a phase. There would be these little trends in my family unit, which consisted of me and my mom. My aunt and uncle, uh, my my mom and aunt's parents, and then my brother, we all lived not Very that close. far from each other. I mean, my brother lived... My, m- At one point, my mom and I lived next door to my grandparents. Can't imagine. Vice that. versa. That wasn't fun. And then, like, a few blocks away, my aunt and uncle lived. Anyway... There was this trend. I forget who it started with, but it was like it was kind of this like I don't know what motivated it, so I won't speculate. But my brother, you know, was the youngest adult male, you know, so he would oftentimes he would do something to his car <laughs> or buy some toy for himself, and then my uncle would have to get it, and then my granddad would have to get it. Oh, to, nice. Anyway, so there was this trend of people getting. Dash mats.
0: Oh.
1: And my brother and uncle actually went to a place to have it installed. My granddad, mm-hmm. in his infinite mm-hmm. thriftiness, uh, just took carpet remnants and cut some out and oh. put it over the dashboard. Right on. <laughs> it was like the ugly-ass 70s hell yes. fucking carpet you ever hell, saw. Hell yes. Yeah, and around the same time, it was like... Uh, my uncle got a like a mini truck, and this was the trend at the time, late eighties,
0: uh-huh.
1: where you get a you get a like Toyota pickup. Uh-huh. You put a shell on it, a camper shell on it, and then you get the inside of that oh. upholstered and like cup holders, and it's
0: nice. It's a
1: little. It's basically like a little
0: yeah. van
1: conversion back right
0: yeah. there. Nice, nice.
1: What a time to be alive. <laughs> I said, "Wow. Real genius. Thumbs up."
0: Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was yeah, I didn't expect to have as much as much fun as I I did. I didn't take any notes? Yeah. Like I, it wasn't it wasn't something it's too perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, no notes. Here's the thing, though. You were, I said, I I felt similarly to that as I did about Electric Dreams. Literally. Oh, yes. And you were like, "Oh my god, I that's got it. so
1: enraged."
0: F- you were very hurt by that. But I, I liked Electric Dreams a lot, yeah. and it was something. It was like surprising to me that from it an aesthetic wasn't, point yeah. of view,
1: I, I I get that Electric Dreams would have more appeal. Yeah. Visually. Yeah. Yeah, it has it's more not going the greatest.
0: I mean, I've, but I feel similarly to, to real genius.
1: science? <laughs> I almost science? called
0: it, yeah. <laughs> weird science? Um,
1: weird genius.
0: Weird genius. Um, <laughs> I thought I weird. said it wrong. I thought I said it wrong. But that's actually, weird science is what the movie's called. God damn it. Not this one, though. I, I know, but I thought I was combining the two oh. by calling it weird science. That No, that's the other movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <sighs> anyway. Uh, like I, the, like, uh, Real Genius and Electric Dreams are similar to me, and that like, they didn't have like an overwhelmingly complicated plot. I mean, like,
1: yeah, right. Like
0: Electric Dreams is ridiculous. Yes. its plot is ridiculous, but it's just a computer is too smart for itself, essentially. Yeah. Like, it's not like you know, and
1: Cyrano. yeah, Perjurek.
0: right. It's just like you know. basically just, you know, like, they don't go into detail about how it, you know, it's very silly, you know. So, I think I appreciated it for that reason, in the sense of, like, oh, it's not, like, trying to overly explain this, it's not trying to make this this huge thing that you need to understand, it's just, like, oh, this happened, okay, let's just move on with the plot. Right. And I, I enjoy that kind of thing. I kind of enjoy Yeah. The, we're not going to work. Yeah. Right. Because I feel like if you tried too hard, I mean, obviously with, especially with electric dreams, like yeah. the technology is so outdated that you're like the,
1: that yeah, like even a lay
0: person is going to watch it and be like, this, exactly. was, this could never happen. Nobody
1: knows what the fuck a laser is still, Yeah, yeah even yeah. though they're way more in our daily lives than they were in 1985.
0: Right. Right. Um,
1: personal computers, however,
0: exactly. So like, that's the only, that's my main critique about electric dreams is yep. that like, but I appreciate the fact that they didn't try to date it too much by going into detail about it. It's Correct. just dated because it's technology. Right. But like you said, with, with real genius. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, it doesn't try to explain too much right. about anything that it's doing. Right. Um, which I think,
1: but I think I
0: think anything, I think now or like any sort of like, um, like if it happens now or if it happened in the eighties, whatever it is, like media that explains technology too, too much, hard, it, it's going to be outdated before it even comes out.
1: Right. First of all, like, if it's accurate at the time, correct. <laughs> which it rarely is, right. you know, usually it's some kind of bu- combination of bullshit and right. fact.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. And I think it's...
1: According to the trivia, anyway, like, the laser technology that they do describe with any detail was accurate.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, they don't try to make it too fantastical. They're just, like, we're trying to, like, perfect something that already exists. So they're not taking something and making it, like, we're trying to invent lasers, you know? Right. And, you know, or we're like we're or trying it's not, to invent. And it's yeah. not
1: like James Bond level of like, Correct. oh, an evil guy is going to steal this technology and destroy the entire world.
0: I just, I like whenever like the villain is always like, oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to blow up the earth with me on it. And yeah, you're like, what? what? <laughs> Something's wrong with you? <laughs> just putting that
1: out there. Do you expect me to talk? Yeah. <laughs> No, um, I expect you to die, Mister Bond. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
0: yeah, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I Great
1: performances, yeah. I thought for the most part.
0: Uh, the only thing I would say that does not make sense to me about it, and that I really had trouble with throughout yeah. the film, um, I, it was just like, it was just, it was hard to concentrate with. Uh, whatever the fuck Meat. was going on with Val Kilmer's hair. Oh, like, really? his sideburns are shaved off completely, and it just makes it look like he has, like, oversized... Like, it just makes him... It's so fucking weird, and it was very distracting. Didn't notice. Yeah. It just makes it look like his, like his skull is swollen by his ears. Like, because his, like... Like, it's, like, from here down temples. there's no it's just like yeah it's so weird and i'm like what? oh you
1: don't mean sideburns you mean like above the ear
0: no i mean like his like like all of this hair like from here down it's all shaved oh I there's shaved no
1: yes from the temples yeah is that what you're saying
0: yeah it's like yeah i don't i don't really I, yeah, I don't know
1: okay
0: I, look look up stills <laughs> it's so weird because remember i showed you the poster yeah And I was like, "Why the fuck does his head look so weird?" And then I was like, "Oh, because he, they." I was like, "Why does it look like he has no hair? Like, why does his head look like this?" Oh, because he has no hair, like from here down, like his sideburns. Like, keep pointing
1: to a face where I don't have any hair down. Like, no,
0: it's like from here, like it's like from here, like you know, like all of that, like. Even if you like shave your sideburns, you still have like yeah, you still okay. have like remnants of hair or like yes, okay. you know yes. stubble or something. Or or you shave everything. You know, you don't just shave like that like a chunk yeah, yeah. of that hair out. It's so no, weird. It it's so weird. It just doesn't yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was it was very distracting for me and I didn't know why they did that and I kept being like Ugh. anyway That's all I got. That's all. Thanks for listening. Real science. Real.